In a world searching for meaning and hope, there's a place where voices rise. Welcome to the Repurpose Podcast Network, your haven for podcasts that envelops the everyday lives of believers. Shows about relationships, news, sports, and so much more. With so much negative content defining the Black experience, controlling the narrative is on the forefront. We amplify, elevate, empower Black creators to share with the world their thoughts and ideas. Tune in and unlock a world of captivating content that entertains and uplifts. The Repurpose Network. One message, many voices. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the James Taylor Jr. Podcast, as well as forward slash the We As Men Podcast. Today, we're doing a combination of just talking about uh, the We As Men nonprofit organization that we would love for you to support. Uh, I'm your host, James Taylor Jr. We are in the beautiful Atlanta West studios today, and I got my boy in here. Reggie Carter. He don't want me to say his full government name. Uh, <laughs> Reggie Lewis Carter. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we want to we want to talk about that today. I'm kind of excited about it because one of the things that I realized that we started this nonprofit to help men to grow, and I realized, excuse me, I realized that a lot of men are not being loved well because they don't know how to love themselves well. And then I also realized that a lot of men don't have a lot of faith in God and faith in who they are. And then it affects their family, it, it affects the way they function, it affects their finances, and it affects their fitness, i.e. our five core values as we as men. So today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about those things and we want you to engage in this conversation with us and just hear our hearts. And we're hoping that you hear this conversation, you would be willing to support two projects that we have coming up. We have the conference coming up November 16th through the 18th where we're inviting students for free to learn about uh, financial literacy, what their purpose is in life, uh, having a panel discussion about a healthy relationship, uh, misogyny and the opposite of that, and, and what it looks like to love someone and build relationships. We want to instill in young people a healthy understanding of emotional intelligence as well as how to start a business and grow one if they have it, right? And then also what we want you to do is support our project at We As Men and donate to us because we are embarking on trying to open up a facility, a gym that will have like a juice bar in there, weight room and workout room, and then also the conferences that we do specifically for men. We'll probably dive into that as we have this conversation. So hopefully you'll enjoy this time together with us. What's going on, Reg? What's up, Jay? What's, What's up? So, so let's, let's talk about why we, we As Men exist. I'll start out by telling people why. I, I thought it was important to do it. I found that we got to a place where we spent too much time criticizing women. And we got to a place where we spent too much time criticizing one another as men. Yeah. So I believe we have three wars going on. We have a diaspora war, a generational war, right? And then we have a gender war. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, I agree. Right? And so as men, we don't really have these type of conversations like, yo, what does it look like to be a healthy black man? What does it look like to have a healthy relationship, to build with somebody, to grow with somebody? What does it look like to have my uh, 
my life together. And of course, the next podcast episode, we'll talk about identification and classification, you know, why men exist and all that. But I wanted to talk to uh, about this. So I'll say this. We as men exist to help older men become firm in who they are and help younger men to discover who they are. I would say that yeah, the most easy, yeah, yeah. the simplest way. You better at wordsmith and all that, ladies and gentlemen. He runs, he's the executive. Well, he's the director of operations. He knows more about how all this stuff should run. Uh, I'm a visionary. You know how we tend to have, we're wordy. So I'm simplifying it because I'm with him today. I don't want him to be like, well, we need to break that down more. So let's just talk about these five points and give a little introduction of yourself first and, you know, what you've been doing before this, you know. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and, and first, thanks thanks so much, man, for just this time together. You know, we, yeah, yeah, we yeah. go way back. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but Reggie Carter, you know, I've been uh, in the nonprofit world for the last 20, 21 years. Mm. Uh, prior to We As Men, I've been with Boys and Girls Clubs. Uh, of America, and um, that's in Virginia as well as in Louisiana. You know, served in every role, part time, all the way up to you know, chief operating officer. Um, just left from Louisiana uh, just this past month, so mm-hmm. it's been a great journey. You know, just learning about the whole nonprofit world, youth development, working with young people. You know, helping them become great. You know, I think just really building legacies. You know, with young people, seeing them be successful in life, yeah. and actually growing as a leader myself. Right, right, right. You know, went through the whole family thing, going through all that. So. Uh, it's been a great, great, great journey. So I think where I'm at right now with we as men, the experiences that I've had before in the past, mm-hmm. seeing where young people are and young men as well, um, you know, being able to be a person to, to help and, and mm-hmm. mentor and give guidance and direction, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think it's it's all, everything is working out perfectly. Yeah, yeah. And, and side note, we've known each other over 20 years. Yeah. A long time. Yeah. About 99, 2000. Yeah, 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 99, 2000. So we've known each other over 23, almost 25 years. And I think the interesting part is we've grown up together in, in a lot of senses, had our struggles, figured out the life, cry together, been angry about certain things, talk about relationships. I think the key was we held each other accountable. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's something that a lot of men don't talk enough about. And we both are men of God. So we have faith in God. We love the Lord. Um, that's another thing that the diaspora wars have a lot of conflict with, you know, Jesus is not real, you know, I don't know you through the God, you know, that. So you hear that all the time, especially with my people sometimes. Eh, you know, your boy is, Yorubas always love God. And then they have different, we're the Muslim or Christian, I get that. But right. we're believers in Christ. Yeah, absolutely. And so the first part about this conversation is faith. And we believe that faith is the substance of things hopeful and the evidence of things not seen, based on Hebrews 11 and 1, where we're talking about as a man of God, we have to have faith in who God is making us to be. Absolutely. And 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 being okay with our own personal growth as a man, and then having having faith in God, and then having faith in who God is making us to be. We don't identify ourselves outside of our relationship with Him. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean that 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 whole faith thing. I think uh, for the believer, actually for the non-believer. I mean, I think it's something that. They grasp, but they don't really kind of mm-hmm. fully grasp mm-hmm. because every day we have faith in something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You work a nine to five job, you have faith that when that paycheck, mm-hmm. when it's time to get paid, you, you're you going to get paid. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you have faith that when you step in that vehicle and you turn the switch, that everything is going to work. You know what I'm saying? And when you leave from home, that you're going to return home. So exactly. we have faith every day, but that whole faith in God piece, um, I think is just because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a PK. You know what I'm saying I'm a preacher's kid, so no I grew doubt. up. Same. I grew up in that in that whole life. So, uh, but actually growing into it and seeing it for myself and accepting it for myself, 
I think is it's nothing like it. That faith part is yeah. It's a whole important. it's a whole nother journey. Yeah, it is. and I think the key for us is my hope is built on nothing less type mentality on Jesus Christ and righteousness. So as a man of God, I'm not really concerned about trying to be perfect. I'm more concerned about God, the God I pursue. And then he works out my insecurities. He works out the sins of my life. I trust the Romans road, you know, confess with your mouth, believe with your heart that the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, right? Yeah. But let's also talk about the faith of the individual and where they are. Um, I think there's levels to it. I think there's levels to it. You sat in that chair. You have faith that that chair worked. Absolutely. You ain't never, you ain't never <laughs> sat in that chair a day in your life until the date. Right. Right? But you right. have faith in that. And it's blind. You trust it without even really knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we need to be more, as men, have more faith in our own character like we would in that chair. Mm. And the reason why I say that is if, if we need to sit in who we are. Like men are always going to be masculine. Men are always going to be aggressive. Men are going to always want adventure. Men are going to always want romance. It, it, the, the problem is, is are we doing it in a pure way? Right. Like the right, right way, you know, doing it in a way where it's beneficial to us in a relationship with somebody. Um, give me two or three things you think men need to be more secure in. And, and, and then, well, let's start this way. What do you think men are not secure in? And give me two things you think they need to be secure in. Well, I, I think one of the things that, that men are aren't securing sometimes is is how they are, um, you know, walking fully in their purpose. Mm. You know what I'm saying? A, a lot of times, you know, when we go through life and we make some 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 bad decisions or go down a different path, you know, because I think most guys, you know, they kind of have a somewhat of an idea of what they think they may want to do in life or, what, or where they're going to go. And then when things veer off, you know, because of decisions that you make, sometimes you lose faith in mm. – you know, your decision making. Yeah. You know, faith in it's like, man, I don't I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And it all depends on the the atmosphere that you came up in, the environment that you came up in. Totally. You know what I'm saying? If you were someone that was always encouraged, you know, to take risks and things of that nature, then you were somebody that was like that. If you're someone that was coddled and you was kind of put in a bubble, then when it's time to get out and make those decisions and and go forth, you're a little bit, bit hesitant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're a little bit hesitant. So right, right, right. I think I think one of the things I think is us just being secure in our purpose, you know, okay. and, and knowing fully, you know, what we're called to do. Got it. You know, and and how we're called to do it. I, I think that's one thing. Um, I think also too, uh, you know, the faith piece in in being able to be vulnerable. Uh, you well, know, you, for, you you about to start something. Don't, don't be no simp on this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because that's what people say to us. We're simp if we're if we're vulnerable. But go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you got to understand, you know what. Us as believers, right? You know, Jesus being my role model, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, there's times where you gotta you gotta let that guard down. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And you gotta be able to, to acknowledge where you are, you know what I'm saying, be able to be open yourself up, you know what I'm saying? Because if you always keep that that wall up and always feel like I gotta keep this this persona up, then you're gonna and you're dying inside, like that's not benefiting. It's the most dangerous you know thing in the world. It's, 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 there is something I know, and it's scientific, actually, when they talk about crying, right? It's the thing about crying. Mm. That it actually releases some things in you and allows you to kind of, like, flush out some things and just kind of really just oh, wow. help you just be, uh, just kind of centers you a little bit. My you know, colon so it's, should it's be a clean. Release. 
My goal is to recommit. It's a, re- <laughs> it's a release. Yeah. It is a physical and, and emotional and mental release when you cry. You know, but of course, as men, we're always told, like, don't cry. Mm-hmm. And you hold all that stuff inside and then, you know, a whole lot of anger, bitterness, all this stuff, other stuff deals up because you're not able to be vulnerable. So I, I think another thing that men struggle with is that faith to be able to be vulnerable and not, you know, be emasculated like right, so right. many are today. I, I totally agree. And here's the thing I would say. Let's talk purpose for a second. Purpose is the original intent for why you were created. Absolutely. The original intent for why you were created. So you as a man have to know why you're here on earth, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, all things work together for the good of those who love God and called according to his purpose. So every man has a purpose in life. There is something that you're called to do, right? And I'm just right. saying, not just us as men, but mankind in general. Right. And I believe the more you know who you are as a man, the less you worry about what other people think about you. Mm. The less you're frustrated, the more you're angry. Somebody says, oh, you're not ugly. Well, I'm fifthly and wonderfully made. Even if I'm ugly, I'm fifthly and wonderfully made based on what you may think, right? And then if I know what area I want to work in, what I have passions for, when you offer me something that doesn't fit that, I'm like, nah, I don't think I want to do that because I, I wouldn't be successful in that because I don't really care to know that. Right. Like, I'm a minimalist. I talk about it all the time. I don't like to have a whole bunch of stuff. I don't want grandma's plastic bags in my cabinet. I'm not that guy. <laughs> Right. right? I'm, I'm, right. My, my daughter comes in my room and says, Dad, your room looks like a hotel. It always looks empty. It's not really empty. It's just not cluttered the way you are accustomed to based on culture. Mm-hmm. Right? And I would also say purpose is what keeps you from losing your mind. Mm-hmm. Because when you don't have purpose, you're angry all the time. That's why. Because most times the purpose for most of us as men is to be violent, to be disrespectful, to, to demand respect from other women. You know what I'm saying? And it causes us to be in this space where we have it. Like, we have red pillars now, which is fascinating to me, mm. right? Because it's a bunch of broke men listening to a couple of guys who got money, <laughs> right? You, nobody's going to say what I'm saying, of course. So y'all be all right. But, but, but that's what we have. we have. We have the average salary of a, of a man in the United States is less than $52,000. Mm. The highest is fifty five. So for you to listen to a red pillar when you're not going to never make that type of income, or you don't make that in- income is 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 ridiculous. Right. You don't even fit the category to have that. Right. It's like you can't even pay rent, but you want a woman to stay home and cook. What's she gonna make air? Mm. You gonna be eating some air sandwiches? Like that's weird to me. Yeah. And it's not to say that men are not hard workers. It's not saying that we don't have it. What it's saying is is that we listen to people who don't deal in reality. And then you turn around and do that. If if you if you don't have a purpose, you'll gravitate to whatever you see. Absolutely. Like this generation right now, have fathers. But our generation of men are very broken. And then the men before us have been broken, right? And I can get into systematic racism. I can get into um, the broken home. I can get into the structure of the family, the belief system of it. And that has made us not have purpose. One of the things that I think men give other men is purpose. And we give them foundational stuff. We don't pick your career. We don't pick your job. We don't pick your wife. But we give you foundational principles of your character as a man. Right now, like, like, I grew up where men didn't think 50-50. They grew up saying, oh, yeah. I'm going yeah, to make sure I make all the money I possibly can to take care of my family all by myself if I have to. But I have, if my wife make money, we'll still be a team. But the goal is for me to provide. Right. Right? Provide That's everything. old school. Right. Our, daddies, our daddies always like, you know, I'm going to provide everything. Absolutely. And the baby going to come and help out with certain things. We're going to use some of her money for savings. But I'm going to take care of all the bills in the house. That has always been the standard. Then somewhere along now, we want to be proposed to. We want women getting on their knees. You're so weirdo <laughs> to me. I saw a video where a dude got proposed to. 
his girl hugged him and he was all excited about it. He was crying. I was crying too. I said, you done lost your way. I was crying too. I'm like, oh, you done lost your masculinity. She run that house now in my mind. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to her. And somebody else will find that to be offensive, but it's reality. The reality is, is that we are the pursuers. That's in our nature. Right. It's who we're wired to right. be. And then the right. vulnerability comes in is where I don't need a woman to give me peace. But I do need a woman to give me safe space. God is the only one who can give me peace. I'm not coming to you and saying, well, you need to make this happen. Men say that, man, we'll come home to peace. But you need to figure that out for yourself. That's not a woman's job. So not happy wife? Happy life? No, it's happy spouse, happy house. Really house, happy oh, wife, happy life. I'm not, I'm not, I think that's stupid too. Why as a man would I want to come home to just make you happy? Happy. Happy. Not joy. Happy. Not peace. I come home to make you happy. I don't want no woman that I got to spend all my time making sure. Because now I'm walking on eggshells. You all right? I might as well turn into a slave. You was okay, my son? He's going to be all right. He's going to be all right. And she's like, rah, oh, you not happy? That's hey, not, right. yeah, no, that's not, not relationship. No, it's not. It's, and no. so I think vulnerability is safe space. Mm-hmm. I could just be honest about who I am and where I am mm-hmm. and what I'm doing in the relationship and what I'm building. But I don't, I don't want to stay there all day. Let's talk about family because we're we already talking about it right now. Yeah, yeah, we in it. <laughs> we're we talking about it. family. If you were to add, if you were to say, what is the number one cause? And let, let me unpack family first. I'm about to say number one cause. Family is where we're talking about a man being a husband and a father. Mm-hmm. A husband, I believe, has five, five key focuses, people. Faith, family, right? Not, not, excuse me. Five key principles. Excuse me. I'm about to use our core values. Provider, protector, passion, patience, right? Right? I, I think these four, I think this. And when I say provider, protector, you already know that. We're supposed to be willing to die for you. We've got to pay for that thing, right. which is like, you know, right. which, which needs to be unpacked a little bit. I should provide emotional stability. I should provide uh, love and romance. And then um, I should be passionate. I should love you. I should care about you, and I should care about the kids. Right. I don't know why you're going to be married just to pay a bill, you know what I'm saying, and be willing to die. That's not healthy. That's just not healthy. Not for the man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are we doing? Right. So I should love you, and I think I should have patience. Because one of the things about having a relationship and having children, you need patience. Oh, 200%. Yeah, yeah. That's why Ephesians 6 said, don't provoke your children to wrath. Wrath. Then it says, love your wife like Christ loved the church. Jesus had to have patience. The same people portrayed him. was like, crucify him. Like your own homies trade you out like down you. And then people that you was riding with, they definitely could be gangsters. The disciples could never be ride or die because no. they scattered like roaches. With oh, them, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Fair weather friends. Yeah, yeah, but Jesus was patient with the process. Mm-hmm. He said, Lord, take this cup from me. But nevertheless, yet not I, right? Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, I will be. Not, not nevertheless. Yeah, nevertheless, I will be done. In other words, I'm going to die right. so that the people can really be saved and redeemed, right? That's our faith. I don't want to. but Yeah, but I'm going to. But right. I'm going to. Right. You know what I'm saying? God's will is more prevalent than ours. So that says as a man, you don't love your wife and honor her just because she's just your wife. You do it because it's God's will for your life. Love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for, for the church. That means I'm willing to die for her, wash her with the water of the word. That means I know how to feed her spiritually. So not only do I provide money, I also provide patience. I also provide passion, right? And I think I keep missing up the fifth thing. But I think the fifth thing I think is most important is is um, purpose. I think I think in a relationship you should provide purpose and the direction of where your family going. Absolutely. 
Like you can't tell your wife what a career is, but you can say this is the purpose of our family. Right. And I think men don't have that. I think what people have done, it made it a, a gender war about who makes the most money, but it really should be about purpose. Right. So I would say those five things are very important. I'll go in reverse. Purpose, passion, purpose, patience, passion, uh, providing, and protection. protection. I think those are the five things that, that we have. Yeah. But I want to ask you a question. Why do you think a lot of men struggle when it comes to having a family now? Mm. Why do men, why do I mm. think men struggle with having a family now? Yeah. Because 51% of men don't even have children. Don't even have children. Don't even have children. A lot of young men today don't even want to get married. Because the divorce, because the divorce percentage is over 50% as well. Right. And, and I think the divorce rate, the majority of the people leading in divorce are women. So young men be like, man, I ain't trying to get married for her to leave me and get half. Yeah, I, I've heard that actually a lot here lately with some with some younger guys. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, the ones that's actually kind of close to my age, like, yeah, no, I'm I'm good, and, I, and it's really weird for me because mm-hmm. you know I'm you know my my parents have been married for 58 years, be 59 <sighs> years in November. Yeah, right. And I was so, married to Jackie for 19 years and five months before she passed away, so I don't I don't know. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, it, yeah we well, just have well, a different perspective. Yeah, different perspective. Right. Now, I'm someone, you know, that is that is that has gone through a divorce, you know, you know, in a rough place now, you know, in a relationship. Uh, and you're handling it well, bro. I'm proud of you. I, I you know, you God's could turn grace, up and man. lose. You could be bugging right now. God's, God's grace. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. God's grace. Well, I, w- I would say I think one of the things today is just with with the family piece, how, how the values, right? I think that's what it is. Our values have have changed so much. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, my grandma, my grandma had 11 kids, right? Mm-hmm. She had 11 kids. My dad was like number six. You know, on my mom's side, my mom, her mom, my grandma, yeah. she had 11 kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like ride or die. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna be with them until until, until you feel somebody yeah. die. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like that. So that's what. For me, that's was like, okay, that was my mindset going into my first marriage. You know, it's like, okay, this is it. You know what I'm saying? This is not going to be anything else. I think the value system has changed today just because the the different roles and things like that. You know, when when you have men and women that are competing in the household, you know what I'm saying, to see who is really running the household, you know, it makes it difficult. You know what I'm saying? It's a battle out there in the streets. You know, you're trying to do the hustle and bustle every day. And then when you come home, you know, everybody's trying to, you know, it's still some battles. You right, know, right. It's some, you know, everybody's trying to jockey for position. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it makes it difficult. And it you know, makes the, it very difficult. Yeah. The, I mean, and the woman today, not to, not that I'm a, against, you know, women working, career, all that stuff. It's wonderful. You know what I'm saying? But I think the expectations today have changed over the time. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. you know, the woman today, when she goes out and works, she's like, I'm not coming home and I'm not going to make a meal and it's, I'm not doing all that. It's both you know working. Saying? We both working. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Whereas that's all I saw coming up. Right. That's all I saw coming up. It's like mom go. She gonna work, but even if she even if she did work, she did worked up to a to a point. You know, when right, I got right. a certain age, she didn't right. anymore. So can I interject one thing? Yeah, go ahead. I think the biggest thing is it's not it's not about being right. It's about getting it right. It's about getting it. right. It's just about getting it right. So if I love right. you and I have a relationship with you. Whether we work or not, it's a value system of principles on what we stand on as a couple. So if both of us work, our goal is to make sure we spend time with our kids. So Mm -hmm. if one is staying home, Mm -hmm. then one is staying home and one is working, then we come together, we still spend time with the kids. If both is working, then we alternate on who's cooking. 
But our value system is to take care of our family and to be a right. team. So if our team. value system is to be a team, then we just make a schedule on who's cooking. It don't get into the whole, well, you should be doing this for me, you should do that. And it, it, it's very weird. And, and what's weird is, and I'll say the tough stuff, Reggie, because okay. you like to tread soft. Okay, okay, okay. You have the most educated group of women today, especially in the black community. Black women are the most highly educated, the most uh, well-to-do and all that, but they single. And you know why they single? Because they're not sharing in the value system with men. And men are now not as not as stable as they used to be and more committed as they used to be, so that causes money. So no matter how much education you get, no matter, no matter, no matter how much money you have, if you two don't have an agreeable value system, your relationship is going to fail. Going to fail. If you don't have foundations as a family for what you want. Like when a woman says, oh, I got, we got more educated... It's good for the work environment, right? But it's not necessarily going to do anything for marriage. I didn't, I didn't marry you for your PhD, right? I married <laughs> right. you because of the woman that you are, right? As right. somebody who is newly single, first of all, our age demographic is wow. It, it is the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life, and and we're in that in between stage where you right. could still get a younger woman or you could be with an older woman. I, I'm staying indoors. <laughs> I'm like Malcolm X looking out the window with a gun like, ain't nobody going to kill me. Because it's so, we got to go to war with each other. We can't right. fall in love with each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I said this in another podcast. I'll say it again. I think every man should come home and take the first 30 minutes and just hold his wife, and they should speak words of affirmation before work. No honey-do list, no chores. If you got kids, then you got you to handle that. But I think there should be 30 minutes every day where you just spend time encouraging, kissing, holding, and loving on each other. That sounds great. But I think the other problem, too, with today is I think with the, with the success of the woman outside of the home, the femininity piece is like, I'm like I ain't nobody got time to be doing all that. Like, I, I work just as hard I as disagree. you work. I disagree. I think women want it. You think they want it? I think they I think want th- it. It's that S word. It's that S word that 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 I think is is also too at the at the heart of the family piece. That, what you mean whole, S word? The S word. What's the S word? Serve. Oh Jesus Christ! Serve, serve one another. Serve one another. Okay. Yes, because it's it's, it's a says, shame we got to tread softly. Serve and 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 that other S word. Serve and submit to one another. Yeah. First of all, they don't even quote the Bible. (laughs) Ephesians 5 says submit to one another. To one another. In the very beginning of the whole passage, it says submit to one another. Right. We can't use that word no more. No, you can't. Right. Because you're too immature to have the conversation. You're too immature to be afraid. And as a man, you have to to say that. That's when it says it comes down to the value system. Right. I don't want a woman who's not going to submit to me and I submit to her. I don't want you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to be around you because everything is going to be a fight. If you get to the altar talking about we ain't submitting to one another and you and you want to pause, you ain't got to worry about me. I'm going to walk right off the stage. I'm going to point at everybody. I appreciate y'all. All right now. Uh, ain't no refunds because she messed it up. You need to get your money back. You go talk. I'm not doing all that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because there's this defiance towards loving each other. Right. I think it's weird. And we're all supposed to be servant leaders. Right. If I outlove you as my wife and you outlove me, we submit to one another, to one another the dub right. is crazy. Right. We winning all day long. All day long. That's long. why we shouldn't worry about what everybody else thinks. I think I think one of another problems with family is that men are not secure enough to say that this is what I really desire mm-hmm. and this is what I'm not going to compromise. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having having that boldness to, to to do that, and it's not even really boldness. It's just really you oh, walking in your in your in your purpose. purpose. Right? Yeah, you walking in your purpose. Purpose. I'm the head of my household. You can right. make two million dollars, and I can make fifty thousand. I'm still the head of my household. Right. I don't care because it's not about money. Right. The leadership and the love. Because remember, it's not about money. What I provide, Lord, I would never want to be in that situation or contest the waters on that. But if I was in that situation, I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel less than if my wife made more than me. I would provide for my family. But see, a lot of men struggle with that too, though. They do. They do because that's an insecurity. Right. If you don't know who you are, you do it. I know what I bring in a relationship. I I provide not just money. I also provide wisdom. Mm -hmm. I also provide protection. I also provide security in knowing that you don't have to worry about nobody else, uh, other woman or anything else. I also provide uh, uh, submission. I also provide help with the children. You know what I'm saying? If you if you out there winning in the streets and the kids need their dad, I'm doing it now as a single father. Like I'm I'm constantly spending time with my kids. And I do I do okay financially. I don't struggle. You know what I'm saying? I'm broke. I just want to say I'm broke. I don't want no woman coming for me. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I tell okay, I'm lying when I say that. But 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 that's how I feel. I gotta drop my daughter off to plays. I gotta go get her hair done. We're going to get wigs. I, I'm doing everything a mom would do with her daughter. You know what I'm saying? And as a new widower, you know, just going grocery shopping with my daughter and, and us having that moment where she cries because she's used to the way her mother does a grocery list versus how I do it. Yeah. And I'm overwhelmed by that. Mm-hmm. And and she's longing for somebody to be present. Mm-hmm. So I have to do that. So imagine if I had somebody in my life and she was out there getting the bag and the kids need somebody to be present, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Where other men would feel insecure about that. My legacy is in my children. You, you come in the world with no money, you leave the world with no money. With no money, right. So the only value, the only thing that really gives substance of you is how you take care of your family, mm-hmm. how you love your kids, how you love your wife. I can have all the money in the world, and I do, I do, I do very well. I ain't going to lie. I do very well. It didn't stop my wife from dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. I didn't have enough money to stop that. No. Yeah. So I don't – I've – my appreciation for relationships is probably different. I think petty arguments are stupid. I think those are the things that we we really need to work on. We probably way over our time. We probably might have to make this two parts, but that's fine. Um, finances, functionality, and finances. I'm gonna put those together. Okay. I ain't gonna touch the fitness part. Okay. Functionality is what again back to what your classification is, your skill, which we're gonna talk about in another podcast. Okay. Identification, who you are, classification, what you do. But functionality is knowing who you, how you move, how you operate, your preferences, the way you govern yourself, and different things like that. And then when we talk about um, finances, it's just being a good steward of money. I think men struggle. I want to lead off on this one. I think men struggle with what they're good at, and I think they have a high insecurity if they don't have the money. And so they claim, you need to respect me. You need to... Reality is you broke, okay? (laughs) So you mad because you don't have the income to sustain a healthy family, and it makes you moody. And it makes you anxious because everything for us has been based on our money and not what you really should be based on our effort. Right. For any man listening to this, your greatest gift to your family is your effort, not your paycheck. Mm. You do need to make a paycheck, but you can't make a paycheck without the effort. You're not you're not lazy because you laid in the bed. You, you lazy because you chose to lay in the bed. It started right. in the head first, so it's the effort. It's the mentality because you're not going to – every day you ain't going to hit a home run. Yeah, I've true. seen people make good money and get fired, and they was doing a great job, and they got laid off because the, the business couldn't afford it, and they didn't want to pay you because you had too much tenure. Right. 
That's the world we live in. The, be- the better the skills you is, the quicker we fire you because we don't want to pay you that. We'll keep these lower interns because we can pay them less and we, we can, can build less. with them. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so yeah. everybody goes through that. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, when a woman says, well, you know, women are most highly educated. You're supposed to be educated. You got to take care of yourself. You don't get no cookie for getting a degree. You don't get no cookie for making it working. How you going to live? <laughs> you need a job to live. You make, And I think that's something that is very tough for people to have the conversation. We, we over-sensationalize relationships mm. instead of dealing with reality. Right. Reality is, you know, it's like for a woman to say, well, you're supposed to provide. You don't get no cookie for that. You're a man. Well, you're supposed to take care of yourself. It's the same difference. There's no, yeah, instead of okay. us arguing, let's be realistic about where we are and how we're building. Mm-hmm. I think functionality is probably one of the most damaging things to a man's career in his marriage. If you don't know how to function in your home, it's because you don't know how to function as a person. And if you don't know how to function as a person, then your emotions are off. So your emotions are off, so it affects the way you function, and that way you function affects the way you function with your family. This is not therapy, right? Okay. No, no. Okay, okay. We good. We good. Okay. No, but I'm just saying that that's yeah, something that nobody absolutely. talks about as men. Yeah. Absolutely. So when I'm in a relationship with a woman and I don't know how to function personally, mm-hmm. then I'm going to go to three things: lying, lust, and laziness. Yep. But if I'm healthy, I'm going to talk hard work, holiness, holiness, right, and honesty, because hey, honestly, this is where I am. Right. Whole, whole, whole holiness is not about perfection, but about my standard. Right. Hey, this is my standard. I really won't compromise this. Suing it. Yeah. Right, this is where I'm going. And, and any man who's, and then the other H is hardworking. If I'm hardworking, I'm never a potential. I'm always progress. Mm. What happens with most people in relationships is if a man is not functioning properly, he's always potential because he's always trying to figure it out. But if a man is progress, then he, he's moving forward. He knows he's like, hey, I don't really like working here. This is the type of work I need to do. Right. So I'm trying to scale in the job that I'm doing. I'm an architect. I'm a pastor. I'm a teacher. I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. I'm going to always scale. I'm always right. have progress. So every time you see me, oh, yeah, I was doing this job. Oh, now I got better. I'm doing this. Right. Oh, I was working on this. Oh, oh yeah, I got promoted in this. Mm-hmm. So every time a woman gets to meet you and build with you, she see you growing. Yeah, absolutely. That's functionality. The other functionality is how I deal with you as an individual. If I don't have any emotional intelligence as a man, I'm going to frustrate you. A woman going to be frustrated with a man who don't know who he is because he's going to be sensitive about everything you say because he don't know who he is. Defensive, yeah. What, what, you, what you mean? Right. What you mean? Why are you trying to play me? Right. You, you need to respect me. I, mean, I I had a young man say to me, man, my lady don't respect me, man. She was asking me about money and what I'm doing with it. She just need to respect me. I was like, nah, she don't trust you, stupid. Right. <laughs> it ain't got nothing to do with respect. It got to do with trust. Right. You spending money and she don't know where it's going. And the only way you get respect is if you're trusted. The only way you get respect is if you're trusted. Every man should focus on figuring out his functionality because when a woman gets to know you and she knows how you function, she can trust you to be you. Right, right, right. Knowing you're right. This is how he moves. Right. It's like, prime example, we've been friends for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. Somebody come to you and be like, yeah, James, he don't never say nothing in nobody's face. Like, <laughs> I'm the most confrontational like, Negro in the world. Like, right. Exactly. I don't. I don't do secret service. I don't right. do no you know, such and such. Like your reg, I'm about to go truck, and then you be like, oh, oh, oh. hey, you be like, holiness, brother, holiness, my brother. But that, but that's how I'm wired. Right. I don't. I don't do well. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. Mm-hmm. 
So if a woman deals with me and she's like, oh, you always lying, I'm looking at her like, what? You all right? You good? You know, I remember this lady's like, you look like you're not a trustworthy person. See, now you... See, now you... Yeah, you just being messy right You're now. being messy. Right, and, right, right. And I don't even get mad. No, because you're confident in who you are. Exactly. Right. I just say stuff like, yo, I'll be right back. I never come back. Right, never. Uh, I know that's terrible. I know that's terrible. But I've been doing that a lot lately. Only because I just... I don't have the emotional capacity to, like, to deal with all the stupidity. So, which is not healthy, y'all. Okay, just pray for me. But... But I am at that space where I'm like, I don't want to deal with foolishness. Functionality is important. So when you say functionality and you say finance, I think the way you function will determine how you spend your money. Because mm. whatever your values is, is how you're going to spend that money. Yeah. That, Do you that, agree that with that? True. I, I, I agree with that. Okay. I'm trying to think. I heard uh, it, was a, uh, it was a pastor, uh, uh, I think it was last month or so. It said, it said you, you behave how you believe. He said, "You behave how you believe." Facts, and that that goes oh, with good. everything. You know what I'm saying? That goes that with everything really that that good. you that you do when you look at it. You behave how you believe. So in my so if so we use finance for just for for example. You know if if I don't you know if I don't believe that you know that I need to you know save up for the future, have you know have everything set up and this that. I'm going to behave that way. Wow. Everything that comes into my hand is going to go directly straight out, out my hands. And mm-hmm. there's not going to be anything that's left there. So I think it's, it's really important for us, our belief system, with the functionality piece. That's you good. know, what you were saying as far as like, um, you know, just, just how we look at things and how we operate on a day-to-day basis. That's really going to determine the success that we're going to have going forward. Oh, that's just good. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's going to determine. Yeah, so yeah. So we definitely, we behave how we believe. Yeah. We behave how we believe. So so with the functionality piece, you know, I think a lot of guys just are really just kind of struggling trying to f- figure it out. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we experience trauma, you know what I'm saying? Because that's the other part that I wanted to try to throw in there too. Go ahead. Like we were talking about these different things and, and how we operate. When the trauma comes in, and, you know, a lot of people experience it, like, all the time, and, and, and it becomes so normalized with us. You know, your normal becomes something that is really not normal. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you grew up in a home, in a single-parent home, for instance, you know what I'm saying? Not to, not to condemn, you know, the because the single-parent homes are growing up in the non—well, not growing up in the nonprofit, but, but being spending the last 20 years in the nonprofit area and seeing a lot of single-parent homes. There's things that I never experienced. You know, because I had mom and dad there. I'm youngest of five kids. So I had that foundation and that structure there. So when I first got into that and seeing how people move in the single parent home, it was like, like, wow. And I really felt like I had something to offer, you mm-hmm. know, to help me with my functionality. I never saw myself being in the role that I was in, working with youth and things of that nature. Something I never even imagined myself doing. Right. But but I knew that I had a gift to give. I had something to give. That's it. Functionality, you know purpose. Saying? Yeah. Absolutely. And seeing my father, my father being a servant leader, he instilled a lot of things. Him and my mom, both both servant leaders, and just seeing them always about loving God and loving people. Those mm-hmm. things are instilled in me. So when it became time for me to operate in this thing, which was ended up being the Boys and Girls Club, you know, it was something that I just rolled in, in naturally. Naturally. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, just yeah, some yeah, of the yeah, gifts yeah, that God put yeah. in me and just what I was accustomed yeah, yeah, yeah. to. So yes. the functionality, I think, with, with uh, again, when we go back to the trauma piece, when you have trauma, it, it, it causes some, some, you know, it breaks the, the whole normal flow of things. Yeah. You know your normal saying? is not normal. Yeah, your normal is not normal. Your normal is not yeah, normal. Yeah, your normal is not And not it takes normal. you and it veers you off some ways yeah. that you wouldn't 
probably if you had to just describe your life, you wouldn't say it would it was right. It would be going and, and, that way. And here's the thing. I don't like that people call young men feminine when they're raised by a single mother. He's only copying what he sees in the house. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Literally. I agree. Literally. I agree 100%. Literally. I, agree 100%. I, have, I, I helped raise my nephew, and he was doing a lot of stuff that would, that a woman would do. Mm-hmm. And my brothers was like, he good, he all right? They were getting all like, and it was, it was thrown off because we were men. Right. And I'll never forget, another woman came over there and said, well, it's okay if a man act like that. And I said, no, it's not. I said, because there are certain things that he do as a man would get him hurt with other men. Right. So you can, well, y'all men need to, no, we don't. That's what I don't like. I don't like somebody trying to change masculinity because masculinity is not toxic. No, it is not. But there is toxic masculinity. Right. We hunters and gatherers. Mm -hmm. Y'all can get past all that. No matter what you say, we compete when it don't matter. Two men could be at a stoplight. And no matter what, a part of our mind going to be like, my car is fascinating, y'all, and I know I got a hoopty. Like there's just it's it's stupid, but it's it but it's it's our nature. Right. Our nature is we're gonna fight each other and then we can be friends, but we need to figure out who's the alpha male in all of this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even believe in the alpha male syndrome and that aspect. I'm talking about in a sense of just we have testosterones. We we have to learn how to harness our energy. Yeah, absolutely. That's why young men who grew up without a father they tend to be super. Most of them are very wild, very violent. Because that group is all violent. The gang is another group for men. Mm-hmm. The, yes. the, the sports is another group for men. Mm-hmm. People don't understand. I watched this live, and I'll I, I, I end the podcast with this because I know we're over our time. I watched this live where this girl was like, it's just stupid for men to play basketball every Tuesday and Thursday and then be friends for years and then act like you don't even know who mom is. It's stupid for you because you're a woman. When I play ball with somebody every Tuesday and Thursday, there's times we just sit down and start talking for another two hours. There are times we play ball with each other, we get in a fight, and we say stuff like, man, I'm tripping, I've been going through this week and this, that's why I'm bugging this. Like, yo, normally we come out here, you don't be acting all that's going on. Oh, I didn't even know you was married. I didn't even know if you had kids. We play ball every Tuesday and Thursday and turn around and be like, hey, my my son got a game. Yo, y'all want to come watch my boy play? Oh, yeah, I'm having my first baby. Congratulations. There's a bond that's built on the basketball right. court. But what I'm finding is there are a lot of women speaking to things that have nothing to do with them. <laughs> and then they'll sit there and say, we crazy about it. It's crazy to you because you're a woman. Right. It's not crazy to me because I'm a man. Which is why it's hard for men to be vulnerable because... You create an environment exactly. where I can't be myself. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a bulldog. So it don't matter. I'm going to be me whether you like me or not. You're different. Yeah, you're, you're way different. And that's why we're good friends because there are times I'll be like, you're red. Blah, 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 blah. You're like, yeah, I don't think we should do that. Right. We should do this. And then there's times for you, I'm like, Reg, you need to. And then you're like, hey, I do need to say something. Yeah. But, it, yeah, but yeah. it balances out. It does. it does. But my spouse should give me that. Mm. Right? Now, yeah. I've miled out a lot because of the simple fact that I realize I don't have to be aggressive to be assertive. I don't have to be brutally honest to be honest. See? Right. <laughs> but there are other men around me who have shown me that they still have the authority and leadership as a man without having to be dogmatic. Being peacemakers and not peacekeepers. Exactly. Yeah. And I started out a peacekeeper. Oh, yeah. Me, oh, God. Me. Oh, me, me, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Me, too me, much me, sauce, me. too much tip on your chip, bro. I mean, but yeah, yeah that's who I was. Yeah. And then I had to learn and grow into that to be a peacemaker. So if I'm frustrated now, I just call you, talk to somebody, hey, da, 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 and then I process it through. But the reason why I took my time to say that part is we need to get back to healthy men leading young men. 
because these red pillars are trash. You know, you you would use a different word. That's where we're. No, from. trash is good. I okay, okay, okay. So they they are lying to men and creating an environment where men are not able to be vulnerable with the woman that they love. I don't need everybody. I just need the one. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, some of my family that's from Nigeria disagree with me because they got multiple wives, but we're not talking about y'all. Okay, we're talking about the Americans. Okay, that's a whole nother land. But, but think about that. That's the part that we're struggling with. We're struggling with being able to be vulnerable with each other and vulnerable. I ain't gonna lie to you. The barbershop is not the healthiest place for us to be healed. You know, that's a whole nother conversation. I'm not going to jump into that today. But we appreciate y'all listening to this podcast. We got one more for you, part two. We're going to talk about some other things. But first and foremost, please take your time to listen to this. It's a little long, but it's, it's long because it lets you know the heartbeat of us as individuals. We want you to check out what we're saying, listen to what we're saying, and then dissect, it, dissect if you want to support us uh, financially, support us physically, being a volunteer, whatever, because we as men is coming. Our goal in 2024 is to have our first men conference in the spring. Um, our goal is to open up a full facility gym where it just doesn't have uh, weightlifting, but also physical therapy. Also having counseling sessions, also have AA, AA meetings in there where men can really grow and be able to be a part of that. We know that Working out is something that men love to do. That's why we didn't talk much about fitness in this episode because we're going to do a whole thing about our, our vision board. But if you can, uh, go to download an app called We As Men Incorporated. That's We As Men INC. Uh, download that app. Right now there's not a whole lot of information, but it will be on there this coming week. Hopefully this Friday we'll have this up there and some other things that you can listen to that will hopefully encourage your life. And always to do this for me. Remember to love, pray, serve, and share. You can do that in the and everywhere. Mm-hmm.